Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Patriots Board is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with live in-game betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become a part of the team, and remember to use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. The game starts here. This week on the Patriots Report, my co-host Chris Hogan and I look back at the Super Bowl. What really happens behind the scenes of a post-Super Bowl party? Spoiler alert: It's a lot more fun when you win. And look at the Brady Mahomes debate. Plus. We start to dive into the pre-draft process and discuss what sort of workouts are helpful to prospects and what's just BS. That's all up right now, only on the Patriots Report. All right, Chris, let's start here. Give me your thoughts about the Super Bowl. The Chiefs up and the Niners in overtime. This felt like a game, in my experience, and look, I know that Mahomes is great. Kelsey's great. You need to make the plays, need to execute when the game's on the line, the season's on the line. But this felt like a game that the 49ers lost just as much as the Chiefs won. Yeah. I mean, listen, it was it was a great game all around. I think that the defenses particularly played well the first half. They had that 2018 feel where, you know, both offenses who were high powered had a lot of talent just really couldn't get anything going because the defenses were just making so many plays and were playing so well and i mean you know game got going on and you know mahomes threw the pick and you know 49ers were able to kind of put some things together and it at the end of the game it it just seemed the the chiefs seemed so comfortable in in all of those situations and the 49ers did not right it just seemed like you know, we were, or we were, you know, they were calling defensive plays that they didn't call throughout the entire game. They were going blitz zero and they weren't going blitz zero. They were playing more main coverage, you know, letting guys kind of run across the field. And those were the key plays at the end of the game. I mean, the, the, the Kelsey pass in the, in the red zone that he picked up 20 to play the, to rice that he picked up. And, you know, I, I don't, was that, I think that was fourth down. I think that yeah. he, they called that on it, yeah. you know? So those plays were not happening in it throughout the game because they weren't in those coverages. And, uh, you know, I was surprised that that's kind of what they went to. I know that they, I know that Wilkes probably wanted to just try to get the ball out, but mm-hmm. it, it, Patrick Mahomes, you know, on the other side of the field, you know, like, come on, man. I mean, this is, yeah. This wasn't just some rookie who was going to be surprised by blitz zero in, in a game, gotta have it situation. So um it was a good game, man. I didn't sleep a wink after because it brought back too many, too much, <laughs> too much feelings, bro. I mean, I was the emotions throughout that game over time. You know, obviously I was I was really wanted Christian to to get one. Um, you know, he just I mean, yeah, that kid left it all out there, man. I mean, he had a great oh, game. He did. He had a great game. And um, but listen, I mean, that's that's what you want to see, you know, in those types of in, in those games, the Super Bowls game that go into overtime. I was a little bit surprised reading this morning that some of the 49ers didn't know the rules. Yeah. Like in playoff. I was like, come on, man. I mean, 
first of all, don't say that. <laughs> and then <laughs> second of all, it's then the chiefs are coming out and be like, yeah, we had the meeting and training camp and then we refreshed it in, you know, this week and went over a strategy session. Like, you know, so um, again, you know, it just, the chiefs were so comfortable being in those, in all of those situations and the gotta have situations. And I, and I think you really saw why Patrick Mahomes is who Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, he, he did not falter. He did not, he did not shy back and, and he didn't flinch, man. And, and he made all the plays that he had to put, that he had to make. And um, his guys came up big when they had to come up big. And um, you know, that's why they're waking up this morning, Super Bowl champions. What do you think of the comparison between Mahomes and Brady and the Chiefs and the Patriots? I, I think that I always start from the point that they're halfway there yeah. at this point to you guys because the Patriots and look, I'm not breaking any news here, but it was two very distinct dynasties, two, you know, two eras, two championship eras for that franchise. And now you look at the Chiefs and they've won three in five years. Not unlike what the first team did, you know, the first Patriots team, you know, 01 to 04, three and four years. The thing that might set them apart moving forward, if they cannot match them or match you guys and what you guys did with with the three, this you know, the second half, is winning three in a row. No yeah. one's ever done that. That is that would be absolutely extraordinary. And and that would give them, I think, start to give them some true separation from what you guys did. Yeah, some of us that I was talking about last night with somebody, and they were like, "Oh, you know, this is not going to last." And honestly, as long as you have that kid behind the center, like Mm -hmm. throwing the ball, he's he's going to win football games. I mean, he went out there with arguably only him and Travis Kelsey on offense. I mean, listen, I'm not taking anything away from Pancheco and some of the guys that he had the surrounding cast. He had guys that were able to come up clutch in big situations. And make the plays, but he hasn't, he did not have the talent surrounding him that he had in the previous years that they've been winning football games. They had, he had a good defense this year. Right. And I, I think honestly, you know, you go back and you look at some of the new England offenses, right. Where everyone was like, ah, oh, he didn't really have the guys, but yeah, Tom and Tom made everyone better and he made the team better and everyone surrounding him just leveled up. And I think that's, that's what, that's what we're seeing in Kansas mm-hmm. city. Right. Patrick is doing all of these great things now ever since he's been in the league and i think he's just he's leveling up the level of play on the teams that he's that are going out there every single year and i i think that you can't more so than any other year than he's been in the league was this year you know it was him and travis kelsey you know and then other guys had to step up and they had to level up and then in these clutch situations and in these bigger games they stepped up and they made the plays and and i think that really it, it boils down to two things i mean you have a very good head coach um and you have a very good quarterback and i i don't see that changing any in the near future so um listen it's it's tough to win in this league and it's tough to come back every single year and continue to do what he's doing and but he's been doing it and i think obviously remaining healthy and on the field and his team remaining healthy and available and kind of doing all the things. There's so much that goes into winning football games and getting to that point in the season. You know, a lot of things obviously have to go right year in and year out, but um, you know, he's becoming that guy that I, you, I don't, I would not want to play against 
you, ever. <laughs> you you played with Tom, obviously. Yeah. You you didn't play with Patrick Mahomes, so you know one side of the story. But but as someone from the outside, I'm fascinated to see what you would think as a player. Where do you stand right now on the debate? Is 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 it Brady Mahomes? Is it an unfinished picture? Where do you stand right now if you had to choose between one of the two? Yeah, I'm Team Brady. You know, all you know from now until till they bury me in the earth. But um, they're two different quarterbacks, right? But what I do see the the similarities in both of them is their leadership on you know on the field. Um, he's you, you can just tell that he that he sees everything now. There is nothing. It, it doesn't seem like anything is surprising him on the field, right? You know, like. And that's what was something that always kind of, you know, I always admired about Tom. It was just nothing. You couldn't throw anything at him that he had never seen before. And he wasn't going to be surprised just because he prepared. Right. And he was able to get, he always knew where he was going to go with the ball. He always knew how to be in all these situations. And I think that's really what we're seeing in, in Patrick is he's cut. He's becoming that guy, right? He knows what's coming. And he knows where he's going with the football before that before the football is even snapped. And so, listen, we're always going to compare great athletes. You know, we're everyone's going to compare Jordan LeBron to to forever for the rest of the time, right? And people are going to stand on one side, stand on the other. And at the end of the day, it's like, listen, they, these these are both tremendous football players mm-hmm. that won a lot of football games and Patrick has got a, a, a long career ahead of him. And, and sure, he might go out and break some of Tom's records. Like good for him, man. Records are made to be broken. And if he d- goes out and does that, like he's earned that and he's earned that respect throughout the league. And he's, he's capable of making a lot, a lot of football plays and he can make all the throws. And um, I, I think, you know, the, the expectation for him is, is to keep doing what he's doing and, and to, kind of put himself up there with the great quarterbacks. I mean, he's already up there, you know, just with his statistics alone in the postseason and and the games that he's won. And obviously now he's been to the Super Bowl, um, but the, you know, three times, right. So, you know, you got to put him in that conversation. Right. And, and listen, we're all, we're all going to talk about it and we're going to talk about it for the next 20 years, but I saw, I played with Brady, you know, I saw how great he was. I saw how well he was able to level up every single person around him. I do see that in Patrick and I do see him commanding that offense and that entire team. Right. And I think, you know, if you just talk about it from a leadership perspective, those are the guys that are going to be, you know, get, you know, get that nice plaque on the wall, you know, in, in Ohio and Canton, Ohio. And, you can you can bet your ass that both of them will will definitely be up there and we'll, we'll we can talk about it too we're all blue in the face of who was better but they are different quarterbacks in different eras um and they they made their teams better and they won championships you know and you know we, i they're they play differently they're two different athletes mm-hmm. you know tom didn't run patrick's a little bit more mobile he can throw the ball 90 yards in the air but like tom didn't have to do that man he was smart he outsmarted people he outprepared people. Um, you know, Patrick's able to do that too. And he's able to, he's capable of doing that a little bit more with some of his athleticism. So they're both different guys, but um, you know, uh, I mean, hats off to the chiefs, man, for kind of pulling this off and, and 
I think I think a lot of people counting them out a little bit here with the team that they had and some of the games that they put out there mm-hmm. this year. But push come to shove, when they had to make the plays, they made the plays and and uh, you know in the in the overtime when they needed it, they they made it happen. So Tom Brady always had Tom Brady always had the answers to the test. That always. that's the thing that I always think about when I saw him play, and you're starting to see that more and more. Uh, on a, on a day to day, week to week, game to game, series to series basis, with a guy like Mahomes, I love the phrase "leveling up," and I always told people that Brady's genius was in being able to get everyone to collectively buy in as a whole to what they were doing, and mm-hmm. I think you really saw that with Mahomes this year. You always knew there were the physical traits. You always knew he was able to. You know, he was able to elude the rush. He was able to, you know, he had a great arm. But you saw other aspects of his game really come to the fore this year. And he became a really well-rounded quarterback. I have no doubt, like you said, that he's going to be going into Canton. But to see the evolution of his game, especially this year, where they were very powerful. I said at one point this year, there were very powerful 2006 Tom Brady vibes coming off him, where that was the year where Brady basically lifted the offense all the way to the AFC Championship game. They ended up losing to Peyton Manning, but there was a sense of he had become a different quarterback, yeah. at least and, at that stage of his career. And I think we saw that same sort of progression this year with Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, and he's he's maturing at just as a teammate. I mean, people were coming after their receivers this year, man. I mean, the yeah. amount of drop. I mean, I think they led the league in drops this year. Mm-hmm. You did not hear him once, one time, complain about his his receiver dropping the ball. He put the ownership on himself. He put the ownership on on his teammates, you know, just to, we need to get better. We need to practice more. That's Tom, right? There, He never took, he took the blame for everything. And if it was a team thing, we just need to get better. Right. We need to go out. We need to practice harder. We need to do this. more. We, we need to do we. this. Not, not it's me. Not, not that we, it's not this guy. You know, he needs to go out and, and get on the junk machine more. He needs to do this. Like he needs to get his hand. Like that was never the case. And I, and I, I saw that this year. I don't think he's ever been a guy. He's never been a guy that's called out people, but I'm just saying there, there was a lot of opportunities for him to do that this year with the way that they were playing early on in the season. And, you know, there were a lot of games where that affected some of their, their losses. Right. And never called them out, you know, and he just kind of remained true to himself and, you know, true to the team. And, you know, you got to respect that, man. I mean, and he just put the ownership on on the entire team and and himself most importantly. And that's, that's why they were, that's why they were in this game, man. That's why, you know, they're, again, they're waking up back-to-back Super Bowl champions. I mean, that is hard as hell to do. <laughs> and um, it's it's impressive. It really is. We saw some video of Jason Kelsey at the Super Bowl party. And I was always, I've always been curious about the post-Super Bowl parties. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're always scheduled, right? Win or lose. And I yeah. imagine when you lose, they're a lot less fun. <laughs> walk me through what a super bowl party a post super bowl party is like for the new england patriots from 2016 to 2018 well i mean listen you got um mr Kraft, who is uh not shy of spending his money and having a party so you can imagine what all of these these things were i mean 
all the bells and whistles, all the performers, all the big names, you know, these giant, giant facilities with just whatever, whatever you need, whatever you want. I mean, after we won in, in 2016, I mean, that game, you know, walk, what I think, I think for a lot of us, I mean, walking into that party, it was just kind of like, what the hell just happened? Like, what did we just do? You know, <laughs> I think it took a minute for all of us to start enjoying the party because we were just, we had to come down from from what we you know, what we just had had achieved, but that though I mean, listen, you get to you get to go whoever's at the game, you get to go spend some time with them, you get to see your family, but uh, everyone is just you could just see the the stress and the way you know Bill's having fun, Bill's drinking, he's smiling, right, which you don't see very often. Um, <laughs> You know, he's sharing drinks with with all of his team, with all of his players, the coaches. You just you get to enjoy it together in in a you know, in an environment where no one is worried about tomorrow or the next game. And that is that's such a rare thing in this league. And it doesn't happen. You know, so many guys get this opportunity to get to this game and you get to win it. And this is something that you're going to remember for the rest of your lives. Right. And so these, those moments and these, these parties were, are just like, I mean, they're spectacular, man. I mean, they, I, I don't even, to be honest, I don't even remember who is, who performed. I mean, but like, you know, it's, I think it was like Bruno Mars one year. There's Beyonce. Oh no, I actually do remember Beyonce. Beyonce, we lost. So I yeah. remember it's like, Oh, Beyonce is playing. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, get me out of here. Right. But, um, you know, just everyone, man, your family's excited there, you know, the teammates, there's fans there. So you're just there. I mean, you're, you obviously can be kind of in one area where it's like your VIP team area, but like you can walk. I mean, there's people that pay to be there and the fans are there and everyone's just excited. No one's really bothering you, man. It's just like, you, you just get to have fun. You get to get to live that, that whole night is just, you know, it goes on pretty much early into the morning or as mm-hmm. long as you want it to last or however crappy you want to feel on the plane ride home. But um, they're a lot of fun, man. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I remember being in, you know, being in, you know, upstairs in a room, you know, you know, got to meet Snoop Dogg when he, I mean, he was always around, you know, I, and I, you know, all these other guys, like they played, they'd been around these guys. I'm like, you know, starstruck when i sometimes when i meet these people i'm like dude like guess who i met last night this that, and the other you know, it's like you know and, and like you know jules and danny are like dapping up snoop like they're like been boys forever and i'm yeah. like yeah this is nuts but um you know minnesota i mean to put it bluntly sucked but you know again it's like i think there's also there's an element of there are still people there um and there are still fans and, and you still have your family there. And I think if you're able to separate the two of them pretty quickly from losing a football game, the, you know, a big, a biggest game of, you know, some of these you know, of your life and, and the last one of the season, but also trying to compartmentalize that, you know, you also have your family members there that have supported you all year round or your entire career that have come you know, from all corners of wherever and dealt with all the Super Bowl traffic and all the craziness and, and they're just to support you. So I, you know, I, I listen, I remember being in Minnesota and, and, and enjoying the time with my family. You know, mm-hmm. I do remember that. 
Um, I do remember feeling pretty crappy, you know, for most of the night, but you know, I also like, you know, you get to kind of experience it at least with the people that love you the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, I also imagine too, there's a sense of this team is never going to be together again. There's these group of individuals because yeah. you know, things are going to turn over. And so I don't want to say you want to say goodbye to some of these guys, but this is going to be the last experience that you have with some of these teammates as teammates. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're, you, you kind of almost, it's like the, you know, end of the year party, right. Where you just, everyone's going their separate ways or it's like your, your senior year high school where everyone's going off to college and you don't really know what's going to happen next year. So you just, you enjoy every second of it, you know? And, you know, I, you, to be honest with you, I think you almost, you almost don't even realize that, you know, the performers and the, all the, the stars that are there. I mean, you, you kind of, you almost kind of shrug that off to the side because you're almost more, I, I was, listen, I, Captain America was there, you know, uh, what's his, you know, I don't even know, remember. Chris Evans, I think. Yeah, right? Chris Evans yeah. was there. I got to meet him and all these other people. And it's like, like, dude, move out of the way, man. Like, I'm trying to like party with my boys that we just like accomplished something that no one really gets a chance to accomplish in this league. And <laughs> never in my life did I ever think that I was going to be a part of something like this. So, I think that's probably more of really what it is. You you just get to enjoy and you don't do it throughout the year. We're not having parties throughout the year where we're like enjoying every single one of our victories where we're just, cause again, like, listen, you're like, all right, cool. Moving on. Like you have Monday off or Monday we're back in there Tuesday day off. Like, you know, and we're just moving on. You know, this one is, uh, this one is, there is no tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? There's, we don't have to prepare for another game. So we get to actually just unwind and relax and, you know, get to spend time with teammates that probably you don't get to spend time in that sort of environment where you're not talking about football or you're at, you know, some charity event or, or doing something, you know, it's more of celebrating the team and yourselves and what you're able to accomplish. And, you know, just for just, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, People, people should know, too, by the way, that this is not like baseball, where you guys are in the locker room popping bottles after winning the division, no, after, no. you know, clinching a playoff spot, after winning the AFC championship. This is the one big blowout opportunity that you guys have. Yeah. I mean, listen, even after in the locker room, after we win the game, I mean, there's so much that goes on after a Super Bowl, you know, the media, the, the trophies in the hand, you know, like people are pretty much like, there might be like two guys in the locker room at a time just because everyone's either on the field or this, you know, here and there. So this is like the first opportunity that we get going to this party to all be together and to finally kind of celebrate this, this humongous accomplishment that we all have. And um, I mean, mind you, you know, if the, that following year, you know, Mr. Kraft obviously puts on a pretty amazing uh, ring ceremony as well so he does not shy away from from breaking the bank on that one either which are those parties are also like you know you walk i mean they're just incredible man i mean yeah. he just he goes above and beyond for that team and that organization just to give give his players this this experience that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives you know it's it's never something where you walk into and you'd be like oh this is okay you walk into this thing you're just like holy <laughs> right it's like i never in my life could imagine something someone's backyard could transform into this you know amazing looking structure with 
you know, all of the, you know, it's, it's incredible, man. And, uh, you know, I, I credit Mr. Kraft because he, he cares so much about that organization that he does. He just tries to do so much for his guys to make those experiences something that I can talk about, you know, eight, 10, you know, till, to the rest of, for the rest of forever. Right. And I'll probably still be just as excited talking about it if we're 10 years from now, you know, because that's what, that's what type of party it is. Then after the party, you go to the plane and then you go home and in a win, you get on the duck boats and the duck boats. We, yeah. we were actually on a media duck boat one year because I think this was after 2014 and it's a surreal experience. Yeah, because, because this is we had to talk. We were we were told if you want to talk to some of the players, you have to ride the duck boat to the end of the parade. And so I, I it was just the, the whole process is just it's it's a whirlwind for like three or four days, I imagine. Oh, yeah. But it's but it's but it's an absolute blast. Look, I, I, I want to switch gears here really quickly if I could Yeah, um, want to start talking about the pre-draft process. Uh, two weeks. We're recording this on Monday, February 12th, two weeks from today. I am going to be in Indianapolis at the Combine, and that really jump starts. That's the first major event. We talked about the Senior Bowl, we talked about Shrine Bowl, all you know, all that stuff. But the Combine is the is the real Combine's the real deal when it comes to evaluating players. You you were not invited to the Combine. You played the one year at Monmouth. You weren't invited to the Combine. You went to Fordham's Pro Day instead. I don't want to say instead, but were you a little pissed that you didn't get a Combine invite? No, <laughs> I, I had, first of all, I, I started training for the NFL just because I had a couple of friends that were doing it. Right. And I, and I wanted to give it a shot. I wanted to, ha- I wanted to see if there was even an opportunity for me to even try and go down this road and, and start this journey of maybe even sniffing the NFL. And um, so even, you know, the combine was never even in my, I, my future. I, I I wrote that off a while ago. Um, but I did think that for a guy like me, there are chances to get to these pro days and to compete and to just to get in front of different scouts. So that was where, you know, I was kind of hoping for my opportunity and we were fortunate enough to, to get into forums pro day. And there were a ton of scouts there because there were a few guys that were on the team that were, um, that were being scouted. Right. And they had 30 or 31 teams there, which was awesome. You know, my school was, you know, they have a pro day now because we've been able to churn out a, fo- a couple of good football players. But when, you know, when I played, we didn't have a pro day, right. Cause there, we didn't have guys going to the league. It was me. And you know, the one before that was miles Austin. So, you know, we didn't, we didn't really have the opportunity to to do that at our own school. So we had to find different ways of you know getting into these other schools that, try to run, you know, try to run a 40 in front of guys. So, um, yeah, we were, we were, we were lucky, you know, and that was an opportunity that I did definitely did not let slip away. For did sure. you, did you ever get a weird question from a scout? I know everyone talks and this is more related to the combine where teams will pull you in for the 15 minute interview and kind of, you know, run you through the the car wash basically, did you ever get a weird question, an off-putting question, a strange out of left field question about you, your game from a scout who's trying to kind of, you know, figure out a way to, to, to get to know you a little bit better? Yeah. It was, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Where did you play football? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I mean, no one knew who I was, man. I, mean, I, I went to this, this combine 
I, I listen, I blew it. I, you know, we started off with bench press. So I did probably the most bench presses still to this day that any receiver has done. I mean, maybe DK probably was in there. I did it 28 times. So kind of popped it off and people had some, a couple people turn their heads really, you know, I was 220 pounds at that time. I, you know, like everyone thought I was either a tight end or something that, you know, different. I obviously was going to compete as a, as a safety too. I did diff both of them. Um, ran a fast 40, you know, I think at hand time, that was like sub four five, um, you know, my three cone and my shuttle over, I don't off the top of my head. I don't remember, but I do, those were two of my best drills just because my lateral movement, you know, I just, I was very good at it. Um, and then I believe we did the, the, the 50 yard, you know, the, the longer shuttle at the mm -hmm. end too. And, you know, again, I, I did very well. I was the only kid that was not part of Fordham that was asked to do more after the comp, after the pro day. So I, it was me and I think a running back and then they had a tight end and uh, no quarterback, obviously. So I had a, uh, you know, scout team, you know, or it was a coach, I think, throwing footballs to me. And, you know, first one was like sailed over my head and, I didn't think anything of it, man. And, you know, they asked me to run a couple routes. Um, I did, you know, a couple of different drills as a safety, you know, flip turn, you know, did all that kind of stuff. Um, and then afterwards, you know, then they asked me to take the the test. Right. So then I took the test and, you know, it was, I, I, again, like I the one, did the wonder like you mean the wonder like, yeah. yeah. And um, how'd you do? I don't, I didn't even get my results. Right. Like I didn't like, I, it's like, I had no idea like what was going, like I was just kind of taking everything like literally minute by minute. Cause I didn't have any expectations going into this thing. I was just trying to run my best times that I've been training for, for the last five months. Um, and then afterwards I had scouts come up to me and they were asking, you know, like literally who, who are you? <laughs> like where? And so I, you know, kind of told a couple of them my story and, uh, where I came from and you're like all right cool like you know maybe we'll be in touch it's like all right <laughs> like you know so and then after that you know I think you know I did well enough there obviously my agent kind of took over from that and you know had some private workouts and leading up to the draft and did all these different things for a couple different teams and um, you know so listen there for the guys out there that don't go to the combine there there is a path to getting to where you want to it's um, but you know you have to as, as much as I, I think we're probably going to get into this is where you're, you know, where you're leading is mm -hmm. as much as these drills don't translate to being a good football player, they do open doors and okay. they do start conversations, right? Okay. There are plenty of guys out there. that are damn good football players that don't run four fours and don't run four threes. And maybe they're not the strongest underneath 225 pounds, but you put pads and put a football in their hands or go chase someone and they are freaking football players. Right. And I think you really can only, you know, you as, as scouts, as, as coaches, as general managers, I think that's probably the toughest part of trying to, you know, I think the most due diligence you have to do is watch their film. Right. And I think for the, the combine, it's really, I think it's more about just getting these guys in the room and kind of figuring out what type of person they are. Um, and if they're going to fit into that locker room, you know, all, every single guy that's at the combine, you know, they, they all have the talent obviously to be there or they wouldn't have been invited to it. So I think it more, more for the, the challenge for these teams is really to 
get a better understanding of who these guys are. What, you know, what, what are their goals? What, what, you know, what do you want to accomplish in this league? Why are you here? Do you love football? Do you like, do you want to be a football player or is this just like something that you were just good at and you just kind of do right. You know, I think those are, those are important questions. You know, like you're, this is going to be a serious investment that you're going to make into some of these guys. And um, I, I, I think you want to know the answers to those questions. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think the combine is more for the interviews and the, and being around the players and, and seeing how they're, they're able to kind of deal with, um, you know, taking coaching and, you know, guys that they've never been around, they're going to tell them how to do a drill in three in 10 seconds and then expect them to do it the right way. You know, like I think they try to make it a little bit tough on them, but I think that's all part of the process, right? I think you mm-hmm. have to be able to go into it, be coachable, be able to learn on the, on the fly, learn quickly. And that only translates into, you know, being a better football player and someone that you can mold and someone that's going to be able to help your team win games. All right, last question for me before we wrap up. I'm curious about this, and I've asked former players this question before, and, and I want to get your take on this. If you could go back 15 years and you could play for anyone at all in this era, if you could play for the the, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the, and play with any quarterback you could play with, who would you pick and why? Yeah, I mean, it, it'd have to be it'd have to be Mahomes. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I sitting here trying to, you know, think of that answer and I, and I can quickly go through every single team of, of the quarterbacks and, and there are a lot of good quarterbacks. Um, but I just, I, I watched this guy week in and week out, man. And he, he, he continues to get better every single year. Um, he has, he's a leader on the field. He's able to make the plays. I mean, he, the game the game just seems to be slowing down for him so much um you know it doesn't seem like much is phasing him now you know you see a lot of these guys i mean they're getting sacked they're getting hit i mean he took some hits in that first half you know and he was getting sacked and they weren't doing anything but mm-hmm. um you know and the, obviously the camera's right on him every single time I mean, he just he didn't seem phased right mm-hmm. i mean we didn't see on the on the sideline. I'm sure he was, you know, doing his thing and, and getting in guys' faces or telling them, you know, how you know we got to be better. But um, just his ability to make plays is is it's fun to watch. To um, put the ball exactly where a receiver needs it to be in every mm-hmm. single instance. Yep, and that's as a receiver that played with a guy that was able to do that for a very long time. That's someone that I would, you know. Uh, I'd want to play for, you know, I think that if I was on that team, I would certainly level up for that guy. That is the ultimate compliment from you. That is, that is very much the ultimate after, you know, having talking to you for a few months now, that's the ultimate. I hated playing the chiefs. There's no, don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I hated playing against them, but I also hated to play against Tom Brady when I was in Buffalo. Right. So I respect the kid. And I respect his game and I respect how, how his talent and how good of a quarterback he is. There's no doubt about that. And if I had the, if I had the opportunity to play with him, you know, that would be, that would be an amazing opportunity, man. I mean, he's, he's going to be one of the best and he's, he's shown it, we, you know, year in and year out that he's continuing to grow and continue to get better. And, um, you know, again, he makes, he makes it, it's it seemingly how, you know, for Tom, you know, what Tom did for guys, he makes it easy to catch the football, you know, because he's able to put it in the right spots. 
Chris Hogan, thank you very much for your time, my friend. Take care, and we will talk again next week. Sounds good, Chris. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. One more reminder, this episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with live in-game betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become a part of the team, and remember to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. The game starts here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.